Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. Well, we are less than a week away from Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? And even though this year looks a lot different, I still have a lot to be thankful for, don't you? I love this holiday because we get to think about those things. Every year, my family likes to take a moment before we eat to go around the table and each person has to say something they're thankful for. Does your family do this too? Sometimes I think it's hard to think of something because the smell of the delicious food on your plate right in front of you is just taking over your senses and ability to pay attention, right? (laughs) All you can smell is turkey and gravy and sweet potatoes and warm bread. (gasps) Yum. I have to admit, I usually like to think of something that no one else has mentioned since all of them seem to think of the same things, right? Family, friends, our house, food, those are all great choices of things to be thankful for, but I guess I just like to be more creative. (laughs) So here's a couple ideas I came up with. Roof shingles, tie-dye hoodies, frozen yogurt, matching socks with no holes in them. A fun podcast to listen to where we learn together how life and faith collide. Oops, did I say that? (laughs) But this year, I think I have one that no one else will say. Struggles. Tough times. Yeah, I, I really am thankful for that right now. This year has been filled with struggles. Lots of people have been hurting or lonely or sick or they lost their job, or they lost a loved one. My family has been through all of these things. But as I look back, I can really see how God was there to comfort and help us. And so for that, I'm actually thankful for each of those moments. I wouldn't have seen those things that God had done. So this episode is all about being thankful, and today my special guest is an expert in gratitude and joy, and her name is Allie Christian. Allie is a wife, mom, and cancer warrior. She and her crew live in Georgia, and she is currently undergoing a stem cell transplant, which is a type of cancer treatment. When she's not crushing cancer or chasing little people, she loves to podcast, write, and date her hubby. Here is my conversation with my friend, Allie Christian. Allie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Kristen. It's super exciting to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I'm excited to hear your story. Uh, but will you just start by introducing everyone? Uh, tell us who you are and what you do. 
Yes. So I am Allie Christian and I am a mom of two little girls, three and five, and a wife to Ben, who is a firefighter paramedic. He drives the ambulance and um, we live in Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome. And you have a podcast that you do as well. I do. It is called the weather channel, but not like weather outside. It is weather, W-H-E-T-H-E-R. It's sort of a fun play on words. Yeah, that is fun. That's awesome. Well, good. Well, I'm excited for you to share with us uh, your story today. But before we start, we this is a, a podcast for kids. So we got to start with something fun. So um, do you have like a joke or maybe a funny impression or something? You want to share? Yeah. So right now, one of the funniest things that is happening in my life is I just finished up cancer treatment and I'm cancer free, which is exciting. But through that treatment, I lost my hair. So my head is totally bald. If I took my cap off, it would be all shiny and you would see it. And my three-year-old and sometimes my five-year-old, they love to rub my bald head. Like I am some (laughs) kind of genie that is going to bring them good luck. (laughs) You break into the song from Aladdin, like, you never had a friend like me. I need to learn that one. That is a good idea. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yes, you should. That's fun. Especially like the, the Broadway version of that song. You need to look that up. That's a fun one. That's Absolutely. <laughs> so you shared, you just finished a cancer journey. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So I was diagnosed with cancer in April of 2019. So I have been fighting for almost a year and a half. And um, when I was first diagnosed, I was diagnosed in New York and we decided to do a treatment in California. So we packed our family up with whatever fit in the back of our Mercury Mountaineer SUV (laughs) and we drove to California and we made it there within two days because when I was diagnosed, they said that I needed to get treatment immediately. And so my husband made sure that we got there within two days and I started treatment in California. I did treatment there for a few months and then we decided that I needed a bit of a different type of treatment. And so we came over here to Atlanta and, um, that was last September. And while like upon arriving, we fell in love with the area and decided to stay and, as a result of the treatment that I got, like I said, I am cancer-free now. And so I am in recovery mode. So I am resting and recovering as much as possible. That's incredible. Can you tell us a little bit about what cancer is? I mean, I know that's a pretty broad, but we know it's a disease. Can you kind of explain it? Yeah, absolutely. So it is, a, like you said, a disease and illness where some of the cells in your body have nasty stuff in them. So to explain it in more simple terms, there's nasty stuff in there. And when one of those cells is in your body, it quickly can cause other cells to turn nasty and ugly. It's kind of like what happens when we hang out with unkind people. Everybody mm-hmm. else turns unkind and mean and True. nasty friends. <laughs> and so that's what happened. So I had a couple of cells that were cancerous and then it spread. And we're not sure when it actually started spreading because we didn't catch it until what's called stage four, which is the worst and where it is basically all over the inside of your body, sometimes Mm -hmm. the outside of your body. For me, it was the inside. And um, my type of cancer was in my blood, which it's kind of funny. They call it a liquid cancer because it's in your blood. So it's Mm -hmm. some um, cancer 
is in solid tumors and then they can remove those tumors. So if you have like a tumor in your neck, a cancerous tumor, they can remove that. But for me, they couldn't just remove it. Um, I had to do a bunch of treatments. So hopefully that explains it yeah. in more simple terms. Yeah, that's helpful. That's good. So what, um, like, what was it like, like going through the treatments and like, were you really scared when they told you you had cancer? Yeah, I was really scared. I was really scared and I was honestly shocked because I was an otherwise healthy person. Um, I'd never had any sicknesses or major illnesses and I had no idea what to expect. And I also knew enough about cancer that I knew that it was a very serious word and -hmm. I wasn't sure what treatment was going to look like. I wasn't sure what I was going to be feeling like or how I would take care of my girls or where we would live or where we would do treatment. And so many questions came up so much fear. Yeah. Um, Was there cancer in your family? Like, was it something that you kind of knew to be on the lookout for, or was it just something that surprised you? Actually, it was something that surprised us. There is no history of cancer, especially lymphoma, um, Hodgkin's lymphoma in our family. So it was a total surprise. We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. And so you had to go on this journey, like with no one to tell you this is what's going to happen. Or did you meet any other people that had cancer or any other friends that you knew went through it and could tell you more about it? Yes. So when I got to California, I met somebody who is, I consider like a soul sister. She had lung cancer and, um, so it was a totally different cancer, but she had fought for a year before me. So she had a year on me and she was able to share with me what to expect. And it was just really sweet to be able to have a a friend there because we didn't really know anybody. And she was actually from Pennsylvania as well. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of fun having two Northeastern girls come and meet in California and be able to connect and um, chat about the Northeast. And it just felt she just really felt like home for me. Um, so she was, she was really, a really, really helpful guide. She ended up passing, um, last October, but Mm -hmm. she, she was absolutely amazing. And I think about her every day and the Lord knew that I needed her in my life. I don't know what I would have done without her guidance and just her friendship. There's just a really sweet relationship that's formed when you're, when you meet somebody else who is suffering like you are. Yeah. I th- and I think it's so important um, when we've gone through a hard time to share that with other people because we can be that friend, you know, like we can share. Sometimes I think we think we have to hold it in or not tell anybody that we 
have a disease or we had something wrong that happened in our family, but sharing that, it kind of creates different um, ways to help other people. So that's amazing that she was that friend for you. Yes, Um, exactly. Can you tell us about your treatments, like what that was like? Yeah. So the treatment that I got in California is what is called integrative. So I did what a normal, like typical cancer patient would do. And I did chemotherapy, but then alongside of the chemotherapy, I did very holistic treatments. So those are things like, um, massage therapy. I had, um, a tumor on the inside. It wasn't, you couldn't just remove it. Like I said, I had a blood cancer. Um, but it was, it's, kind of funny because it was um, a bunch of cells that had clumped together to form a tumor that we couldn't remove because it was technically a liquid cancer. It's so ironic. But anyway, Mm -hmm. they use massage therapy um, with this special like machine to Hmm. kind of break that up and kill those cells. Um, I would do... um, Let's see what else. I did a couple of different... um, so we would call them drips, but it's basically like liquid medicine that goes through your vein in an IV um, of mistletoe, like the plant, like what oh, yeah. you, why you um, would kiss somebody at Christmas if you're standing <laughs> under it, mistletoe. Um, there was a, a treatment from that plant. And so different holistic things alongside of the chemo. Um, and so I would, and when I moved to Atlanta here to do treatment, this was also true. I would sit in a chair while doing treatment and, um, usually be sitting in that chair for five to six hours a day. Um, sometimes I would be sleepy from my treatment. Sometimes I wouldn't, and I would catch up with friends or write or, um, just different things. It was a good time to be able to get things done that I've yeah. been wanting to do. Like I made a couple family photo albums that I just didn't make time for before. And so things like that, but mostly what the treatment looked like was me sitting in a chair for a very long time. Wow. What, what was the hardest part about your treatment? I would say the hardest part was being sick. So feeling mm. nauseous, like feeling like I was going to throw up a lot um, and also not wanting to eat because I felt nauseous just made me really weak. And as a mom, I wanted to be able to play with my kids. I wanted to be able to talk with my husband, go on dates with him, do, do things that we usually enjoyed. And um, just feeling so sick, it, it was honestly depressing at times to just only be able to lay in bed or to try and go do something and then realize I need to take some medicine really quick before I start throwing up and it gets out of control. And, um, it can be really depressing to just be laying in bed or not be able to take care of your kids. Or like I said, hang out with friends or Mm -hmm. my husband who is one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, what are some things you wish people knew about someone who's sick? Like, you know, like what are some things you wish people knew? Yeah, I think I would say actually that I wish people knew how lonely it can be and how depressing it can be to be sick because you have to be careful, especially when you're a cancer patient or probably any type of patient when you're Um, sick and you have to take medicine that can make you more susceptible to germs and you're not able to go out in public. Like right now I'm not supposed to go to church. I'm not supposed to go to the grocery store. Um, 
I'm not even supposed to really pick my daughter up from school or drop her off. And those things can be really depressing, like I said. Mm -hmm. So I, I would love for people to know, and not just for me, but for all cancer patients and all chronically ill people, that it can be really lonely. And thankfully, the Lord has blessed me with many amazing friends who check in on me, especially when I'm not popping in on social media and sharing an update. They'll text me and say, Hey, I haven't heard from you. How are you doing? And that makes me feel so loved. And that lets me know that people haven't forgotten about me because it's easy to forget about somebody who's sick and only supposed to be holed up in their home. Um, and it really makes people feel loved because sometimes you can feel really useless knowing that you can't offer anything to anybody other than laying in your bed all day long because you're (laughs) sick. And so it really makes you feel so loved and remembered and almost needed in a way that somebody is checking in on you and seeing how you're doing. And it gives me hope that we're going to be able to hang out and spend time together soon. Yeah. I think a lot of times people think like, I don't want to bother them or they might be like at a doctor's appointment or something important. I don't want to, you know, I'll just, I'll talk to them later when they're, they seem to be around. But what you're saying is you really need those people to reach out and, and to say, even if it is at a doctor's appointment, you can call them back later, you know, or exactly to reach out and, and let someone know you're just thinking about them is important. Exactly. Yeah. And just even just shooting a text and um, ending it with no pressure to respond right away, or even I get texts, no pressure to respond at all. Just wanted you to know that I was thinking of you. So, and that really, yeah, that really takes the pressure off of like, hi, I have four texts that I need to respond with an update. And, you know, not that those things are bad. I don't mind updating people, but just that no pressure text is really sweet. Yeah. What are some things that you think you've learned, um, about yourself through going through cancer? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think one of the biggest lessons that I have learned is that I am stronger than I think. And even more importantly, that God is more faithful than I thought. Mm. Um, going into this, I would say that I was absolutely a Christian, but I had never suffered before. Honestly, I, like I said, I've never been sick. I never, I've never even broken a bone other than my toe, knock on wood. (laughs) And and I really, I mean, truly, I say that because I just want to make it really clear. I'd never suffered until I was diagnosed. And so I never had to deeply press into and seek out Jesus more than I have this season. Um, and like I said, I didn't realize how much my body was capable of and that more often than not, I was going to be okay. Like there were a lot of times where I freaked out thinking there's no way that (laughs) I can do this. There's no way that I can get through this. And I mean, at the end of the day, it was Jesus's grace that got me through it and my body by his grace truly that, um, he held up. Like I was like, I mean, still looking back and like, I can't believe everything that my body has been through and I'm okay. I'm a normal functioning person now. And he has just been so, so faithful over and over and over. So I think that those two, I can't really separate them, but, um, just his, just his faithfulness. I mean, whether it was finances or, um, 
my physical state and my healing or you name it. There were so many instances where we just thought to ourselves, what are we going to do? This is a mess. This is, there's no way out of this. And he showed up every single time. Wow. So in a sense, you'd say this has really helped you grow closer to God and your relationship with him. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we're entering into uh, Thanksgiving and a season of gratitude. Is there anything about this cancer journey that you're thankful for? Yeah, I would honestly, what I just said, um, my relationship with the Lord just being so much deeper, because like I said, I was a Christian before, but I did not have a relationship with the Lord like I do now. Now it is so deep and I know so much more about him and I have seen him show up in, in like tangible ways, um, just ways that there was no denying that it was the Lord. It wasn't just by chance that we got that check in the mail or it wasn't by chance that those people checked in on me at that exact moment. So I am so grateful because I have grown so much closer to the Lord and he, he has just proven himself so faithful and so sweet. Like Mm -hmm. I did not realize how much he loved me until this journey, which might sound crazy for people who who don't love Jesus. They're like, what? He let you have cancer and you think that he's like, you know, he's, you think he's nicer than ever, but it's true. You know, he, he did allow this to happen, but he didn't leave me. He has been so sweet and so good. So I am so truly thankful for that. We'll be right back after this. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. It's, and it's so good. It's, it's funny to say that, like, it's so good to suffer. <laughs> yes. It's so good to go through a hard time because it really does show you how much, you know, you need God in your life. Like I can't imagine going through something like that and not having a relationship with God and not yes. knowing that God loved me and God cared about me, you know, right. like just having that knowledge, just walking into it, I'm sure is helpful. And then all the things that he did for you is incredible. Yeah. So it's funny because one of my friends actually sent me this verse a few months ago. And when she sent it to me, I thought to myself, what? Like, this is so like, I don't think this is relevant to my situation. It was Daniel. And usually, and Daniel's in the Old Old Testament. And usually people send me like, encouraging, inspiring verses from the New Testament or from a really well-known, yes, exactly. (laughs) Or from a really well-known passage. And this was Daniel. And so I'm like, okay, sister, what do you, what do you have for me? And so I read it and it has become like the theme of this entire journey. And it Mm -hmm. is in Daniel where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, if you know, if you don't, if you don't know that story, I encourage you to read it, especially if you're a kid, it's really, really cool to see mm-hmm. what God did, but they told King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, 
he built this big idol and he wanted them to bow down to the idol. And he said that if you don't, I'm going to throw you in the furnace, which is, you know, like the fire. Um, and they said, you know, our, basically, I'm going to paraphrase it. They said, our God is able to deliver us from the, the fire, from the furnace. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. And first of all, they were super respectful about how they said this. <laughs> they yeah. said, they, they called him, um, your majesty. And you know, they weren't, they weren't disrespectful towards him because he believed something different and he wanted them to do something evil. They were very respectful. Um, which, which was important to me to remember about my attitude. And even when I wasn't feeling well, how I mm -hmm. still had a responsibility to be respectful and kind to my family, which can be really hard when you're not feeling well. And, yeah. and even to like strangers at the pharmacy or wherever I had to go. Um, and then also they say, you know, but even if he doesn't rescue us, we are not going to bow down. We are going to trust in him and we are going to obey him. And that hit me so hard because when I was first diagnosed, we were just begging God for healing and begging him to heal me from cancer and just remove this suffering from me. Um, to the point where I thought I would have done just about anything just to make the suffering stop. But when I read this verse where they said that even if he doesn't um, rescue us and in my situation, like even if he doesn't heal me or even if he doesn't immediately remove this suffering from me, we will still be faithful. And that just hit me square between the eyes because it was wow. such a reminder that even if he doesn't give us what we want, we can still trust him that he is good and we can still look for the ways that he is already providing and that he is being gracious, whether it's through his joy, not happiness, because I was not happy at many <laughs> points through this journey, but true deep joy, mm. um, his peace, um, you know, just his provision through pr using other people to provide meals for us or to provide that check that we needed for me to be able to even continue treatment. Um, it, it, that that passage just has been so amazing. And like I said, it took me by surprise because, you know, I grew up listening to that story and yeah. not thinking it had too much um, deep meaning, but it, it has just been really, really amazing to remember that even if he doesn't, we will continue to trust him. Yeah. I, I love the veggie tales version of that story. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's like what I thought of. I'm like, this is like a veggie tales story. Like, yeah. what is this verse like going to do for me? You know, but the incredible thing about it is, so I, I love that story too, because he, God really didn't deliver that. Like, I think when they said, even if he doesn't deliver us, meaning like you decide not to throw us in the furnace, but the King does the King threw the three men into the furnace. And then the Bible says, that um, the only things that were burned up were the, the ropes that were tying their hands together. So they were tied up and thrown in and everything, their clothes didn't even smell of smoke. There, nothing else on them burned except for the ropes that were tying them. And during, so they still had to go through it, just like you're still having to go through <laughs> the yes. suffering. They still had to go through the furnace, but they yes. came out on the other side and they were untouched. So yes. That's pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's a great story and definitely yeah. really to what you're going through. Um, yeah. And then the other p fun part of that story is they threw in three men and then the soldiers said, didn't we throw in three? But what happened? 
Yeah, there ended up being four because there was an angel that joined them in the fire and protected them. And the king saw the fourth person and said, let them out. Like, let them out. Something is happening. (laughs) (laughs) They're multiplying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Bring them out. And and then he believed in their God, the one true God. That's awesome. Yeah. And so because of that, many people came to trust in God, including the king. So yeah. what an incredible thing that we have an opportunity to go through suffering in moments like this and, and yes. we can be grateful for that. That's incredible. Exactly. Well, can you tell us, is there any like embarrassing story or anything fun or funny that happened because of cancer? Like, was there anything that stood out to you that you're like, I can't believe this happened to me? Um, let me think for a second. Um, well, I think... <laughs> Um, I have one, but I, am not going to share that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, um, I think that one of the funnier things that happens when you have cancer is losing your hair. Um, it's, it's, it was really fun in a way. I mean, it wasn't fun at first, but eventually it became fun after the first time that I shaved my head. Um, it was really hard the first time a year ago, but then, um, a couple of weeks later I had to shave it again. So I guess it was the second time that I shaved my head. Um, Uh which actually my, my husband shaved my head. I didn't do it myself, but (laughs) the second time that I shaved my head, he also shaved his head because he likes to keep his hair really short and a buzz cut. And, um, so we ended up having matching haircuts and I never (laughs) thought that I would have a matching haircut with my husband. And so we looked at each other like, Oh my goodness, this is just too ridiculous. Like I have a buzz cut, you have a buzz cut. And so that, that was really, really unexpected and really funny. That is funny. Like confused from behind, like is that mom or dad? I don't. Yes, exactly. Yes, and my um, my youngest, I think she was two at the time, and she has struggled to grow hair. She her hair is growing very slowly, and so she was super excited because her hair was actually longer than mine after I shaved it. So she got to have the longer hair. (laughs) Oh, that's good. She found some joy in that. That's exactly exactly. And I did too. I was happy for it. That's awesome. Well, this has been so great and so helpful. I love that you've been able to share this and share about going through a hard time and suffering, but also to know that you're on the other side of it. That's, that's such a reason to be thankful. And um, I love to close my show out by asking my guests to tell us a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a fun memory or something you want to share? Yeah, the first memory that comes to mind for me is when I was younger, I was about three. Back in the old days where I grew up in New York, (laughs) um, teachers used to, this was 30 years ago, so teachers used to have field trips at their house sometimes, or you would go, I remember going to one of my classmates' houses for a field trip when I was in kindergarten. But when my older sister was in kindergarten, her kindergarten teacher was also a farmer. Her husband ran their farm. And Mm -hmm. so she invited the whole class to her farm. And so this was like a field trip at night. And so we went to the farm and she was sharing about the cows. And I remember going over and looking at one of the cows 
house. And I came back to who I thought was my mom and I grabbed her hand and it ended up being a stranger. And I was so embarrassed because of course she laughed. She was surprised and it was somebody else's mom, one of the other kids in the class, his mom. And um, she was surprised that I grabbed her hand. And um, so she laughed and then my mom laughed and I was so embarrassed. Um, but that's one of my most vivid memories as a kid, just even as a three-year-old, like I just remember being so embarrassed. And as I was thinking about this, um, I remember like being really mean to myself actually in my head, like you are so dumb. Like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you look and see whose hand it was? And, um, but it was truly an accident, obviously. (laughs) And it's funny because as I have been navigating this cancer journey, it's, it's been a very similar pattern of where there have been times where I blame myself for doing something wrong that would cause me to have cancer and being just being really hard on myself, um, and blaming myself. And, um, like I said, just being really unkind. Um, but I've had to remind myself it was not my fault. It was, you know, not an accident. Clearly the Lord had a plan for it. But in this situation where I grabbed the adult hand, it was an accident. And I... I didn't need to be so unkind to myself and, and I need to, but it reminded me that now, you know, 30, almost 30 years later that even when we do make mistakes or even when we think something Mm -hmm. is our fault that isn't, we, we should not be unkind to ourselves. that God does really beautiful things with the um, ashes as it's called in the Bible, or just like the mess that we think that we have created. But a lot of times it's not a mess that we've created. It may have just been an accident or something that we did that we regret, or maybe it wasn't our fault at all. Um, But God does really beautiful things with our, our messes. For sure. Yeah. That's so good. We do need to be kind to ourselves and not, yeah. not always blame. Cause I think that voice in our head tells us a lot of stuff that's not always true. So yes. we need to just listen to what is true and we can get that truth from God for sure. So yes, absolutely. Well, that was, that was a good story. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. I'm so glad that you got to, to come on the podcast and share today. Thank you so much for doing this. Yes, Kristen, this was so fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to um, our our listeners checking out your story and, and hearing more about you. So you have a podcast as well. Do you want to tell them about that? Yeah, sure. So it is called The Weather Channel. And, and like I said, it's a play on words. So it's W-H-E-T-H-E-R. And it is chock full of stories of people who have been faced with messes like we were just talking about, whether it's illnesses or death or loss in some other manner, some just some tragedy that somebody has gone through. But when they were faced with the choice of whether or not they were going to seek Jesus, they or, or not, right? Like Mm -hmm. we always have that option. Um, They chose Jesus. And so they share what I like to call their tragically beautiful stories because there is a lot of tragedy that is on the podcast, but it always ends with the beauty that God has created and tips for other people who may be going through the same thing and what they're suffering with um, and just providing encouragement for those people who are suffering similarly. That's awesome. That's so good that God has provided you a ministry to help people that have gone through suffering. So 
Yeah, I I keep saying 2020 is actually really cool. I mean, it kind of stinks <laughs> in a way, but it's also really cool that we can do ministry from home because I haven't been able to go to church or feel like I'm I'm ministering and using my gifts, but God provided in a way that I can just do it right here from my closet. <laughs> That's right. And a lot of us are at home feeling lonely, so it's good exactly. that we're in the same boat as you right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's been a really cool year. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was great. Yes. Thank you again for having me. I admire her so much. Her gratitude and bravery and the way she has trusted God, even when things were hard, is such an inspiration to all of us. And she has taken this season of suffering to recognize that God has a plan and she can help and encourage other people. What a great reminder Allie gave us to reach out to people who are sick. Sometimes it can be very lonely for that person. So checking in on people like your family members or friends who you know are going through tough times or an illness, that makes them feel loved and needed. And I loved when she said, even if God doesn't give us what we want, we can still trust that God is good and we can still look for the ways that he is already providing for us. Just like the Bible story she shared about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where they told the king respectfully, as Allie pointed out, even if God doesn't deliver us, we will still trust him. It's a great story. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment, and this is the part where you get to be on the podcast. So I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Laurel Grace. Hi, my name is Laurel Grace Hamilton. This is my favorite Bible verse. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Luke 6.31. I have a joke for you. What do you call a pig that does karate? A pork chop! (laughs) I like that one. That's a good one. And I love that verse, do to others as you would have them do unto you. That's a great verse. Good to memorize too. Okay, it's your turn. I know you've been thinking about it and wanting to do it. I would love for you to be on the podcast too. So all you have to do is have a grown-up help you go to my podcast website. It's anchor.fm slash collidekidspod. And on that page, there's a place for you to leave me a message. You can find all this information on my social media pages as well. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would be so grateful, get it, and thankful. I really would. I really would be thankful if you would tell someone about it, if you would share it by sending it to a friend through text or sharing it on social media, letting people know that you listen. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using. And give us a rating and a review on your podcast app. That actually helps other people find out about the show so they can listen too. I hope this conversation today has inspired you to be thankful, to be grateful, even in tough times. Whatever you face, just know that God is with you and you can trust him. Well, in case no one has told you today, let me be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. Have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble.
Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River Mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.